You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Pam, on the day we are recording this episode, you may not be aware, but um, it's quite possible that uh, Sexy Marriage Radio's page on Facebook and Instagram shut down Instagram and Facebook today for a little while. (laughs) Why would that be? Well, because it went down. Right, everything went down. For like four or five hours today, the the monsters were down yes. uh, that are those kinds of social media networks. But we posted this morning uh, that we're pulling away for a while from the experiment that we've tried with uh, social media. Mm-hmm. And I think it was because of that. I think uh, so They too. just hate to see us go. They're so devastated. Like, if Sexy Marriage Radio is leaving, we'll just Shut forget the whole down. thing. Shut it all down. <laughs> Shut it all down. That's so, funny. But it was, it was quite comical to me uh, to look through across the landscape. Uh, that is social media and hear um, the the f- reactions across the board of like somebody was talking about if it's gone all of my follow and I mean they were panicking yeah and, and it's like oh okay hold on hold on you yeah. know the, the world's not coming to an end right there's I didn't hear about it till about like six fifteen in the evening right and yeah I heard it from a coworker and I just said. Oh, thank God. That's awesome. Maybe it'll be gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly I'm not in the world of No, of no, we're not in the generation that's aimed at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we should need to claim that. Uh, but we are in the world that we want to help married couples get better. That's exactly uh, right. And we've we've loved using all the different mediums and trying them out to see what fits best. But we mm-hmm. keep coming back to the podcast. This is what we do each and every week. We're coming up on 10 years. What we love Actually, doing. we love doing this. This gives us a chance to really expound on mm-hmm. and expand some ideas and to go deeper because there's more going on than meets the eye. Yeah. And so what we want to try to do is speak to what's going on in the SMR Nation. And the way you let us know is you give us a call, 214-702-9565, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. You can even uh, record a voice memo if you Mm -hmm. want put it in an email send it to us we can use it because we want your voices right on this to be a part of a a dialogue and a conversation and so since i mentioned uh that we're kind of pulling back from a lot of the social media stuff we've been testing out uh in 2021 Mm -hmm. uh, we do have a place you can land which is my.smrnation.com right where there's some really vibrant conversations happening and some real good support because what I wrote on these posts, and I just want to say it on the air just to kind of clarify for as we start today, yeah. is um, the allure of social media is they're trying to seduce you into spending more time on their site, on their platform. Yeah. And we are going to be unapologetically about trying to seduce couples into seducing their spouses and use the information you get and then go put it into action disconnect get away yeah don't spend more time on that platform yeah technology is a great use just don't be used by it and i think that goes across the board i've got something i'm kind of putting together on an attention diet Mm -hmm. to kind of do that in a week or two we'll kind of talk through that but i think it's a good framework to kind of look at how do we claim time for each other how do we claim time for ourselves spiritually physically mentally emotionally all of it 
Right. Because everybody in your life benefits when you can kind of reset. Right, right. And we want how we get the word out to be in line with what we believe is um, a, a good way to... Yeah. We want, to we want the message to go far and wide, Yeah, but we're also trying to be very strategic in how we're doing it now. Thank you. So th- coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio is uh, several questions, a couple from uh, newlyweds-ish, which mm-hmm. we kind of had dabbled in some, but yep. um, there's a lot of things that come in over the, over the weeks that are just some of the issues that, that nobody's really talking about. Those of us that are... You know, we're 28 years into this thing, and we look back on like, what was that? I don't even remember. I mean, that was a long time ago, but there was a lot of misinformation we had even. And so we want to speak to those things as we can. So much of it's still crystal clear and thinking, ah, I remember that. I only (laughs) wish I had someone to answer that question for me back then. And then on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe. You can subscribe at my. Man, I'm just all over the place with this. You can, you know what? If you want the extended content, smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. There it is. There you go. I had all these URLs going on in my head. <laughs> <laughs> on that part of the show, um, we're going to give a little more behind the scenes look of our life, uh, a little bit of a personal story, if you will, from a conversation that was sparked on the platform in the academy mm-hmm. on the labels of the higher desire, lower desire. And are they always helpful? And how has that been our journey? Are we doing the coffee shop? Yes, but we're doing it in the extended content today. I'll go get the coffee. All that's coming up on today's show. Hi, Corey and Pam. This is Tim. I was just listening to the ex- episode 537 and listening to the couple with the extreme gridlock. And I was thinking that as higher desires, there's a tendency almost to put sex on the level of an idol. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how uh, sex in idolatry and how we as Christians sometimes will elevate sex past a healthy level. Thank you. Tim is just flat out meddling now. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fabulous question. And it's actually a great way to frame a vast majority of what we talk about on the air. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes, if not a lot of the times, us believers can get caught in this sex is the end all be all. It's the main thing I live for. It's the main thing I exist for. It's the one thing that I long for. And it can supersede a relationship with God. Well, it can ask, it can, it can pose the question here as to, um, What's interesting, so many people that have come searching and have found the podcast and then they say, oh, I came here looking for one thing and what I realized I found was totally different, right? Right. And I came looking to either figure out how to make my spouse want more sex or figure out how to fix my spouse or whatever the case may be, or just get more sex because I want more of it. And I realized the bigger picture, you know, when you listen to the show and you hear the bigger picture... And, and you see that it gives you this perspective and we realize on all kinds of levels the things that we just focus so much time on. And so is it, I just want more sex, more sex, more sex, and I'm ticked at my spouse for not having it? Is it? Right. And, 
and and I want to be careful with this because a lot of the times, this is some conversations you and I have been yeah. having over some of the different threads that we've heard at church, where you'll hear it differently than I do. Totally different on a yes. thread that the the minister's talking about, or the series that's going on, or has gone on. And we tend to have a either or reaction to a lot of different things in life. Mm-hmm. That if it's not a hundred percent pure then it's 100% bad. That if I really do enjoy sex or I really do long for money or I really do have a striving for something in my life or a career, whatever it might be, to be a good parent, whatever, that if it's not 100% genuine and pure, then therefore I'm in the wrong. It's, it's surpassed God. When I think we got to be a lot more nuanced and sophisticated with it, but there are some important questions you have to ask yourself, mainly being... Mm-hmm. Who is, what is my God when I put whatever subject matter is the pain point or the longing in the perspective of my life and how I devote my energies and times and thoughts? Mm -hmm. Because that's the whole concept of where your heart is. You know, it's like that idea where your money is. Right. That's where your heart is. Right. Well, where's your energy? Where's your thought life? That's a great tool to reveal What's really going on with you? And has it become something that is akin to, if not a full-on idol? Mm-hmm. Because you think, and the question you ask then is, after achieving said goal in the sex world, how long do you feel fulfilled? Right. Or That could be an answer for you. Or right is there. it one of those just, just to... Uh, I can't wait for the next one now. And I can't... Rather than... How do you keep it in perspective of, I think we need to blend... This is the same comment we made about technology. We've talked about this with our kids a bunch. Mm-hmm. Right. Of It's a useful tool, but don't be used by it. I think that applies to a lot of things of our life, sex Agreed. being one of them. Mm-hmm. It's a useful thing, but how am I being used by it? And so I guess the question then is, how do you know what is that line in the sand where you determine I'm being used by it, or it, I guess you're equating being used by it to that's being something you're focusing so much of your time on uh-huh. that maybe you're calling it an idol, right? I, I think that's you where you easily consumed. start to become the slippery slope into that because I've started to put that thing as the main focus, the main drive of my life or my marriage or the season. So I think you ask yourself the questions first and foremost of where is that um, hierarchy, mm-hmm. if you will. And then the other one I would ask, and it's really just two, because I think in my mind, because we don't need to make this more complicated, because it really does vary according to people. Sure. That is what you're seeking. If it's a sexual endeavor or the, or your sex life with your spouse, how involved in God, is God in all that? How much of that is seen as a worship? How much of a seen as this is a sharing of what God has created, not just the experiencing of my spouse? Mm-hmm. Because there are several times through the course of my counseling career where I, and I think a lot of these were Holy Spirit things early on for sure, um, were on a thread of conversation with a couple and they're talking about the struggle they've got with their sex life, but yet they're talking about how devout they're trying to be as Christians and believers. Mm-hmm. And I ask them, well, do you ever pray? Before sex, during sex, do you ever talk about God in that? And it was like, dong, no. 
Like, why not? Invite him in. He made it. Right. <laughs> right. And then we've even had this for a couple different times in some of the academy coaching calls way back, mm-hmm. where a few of the couples talked about, yeah, we put on worship music during some of our sexual encounters. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, what? Right. Right. <laughs> Versus, why not? Yeah. And so I think is how do you incorporate God into these things rather than a it's either this or that? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the better questions to ask. And only each person can evaluate where am I on those paradigms or percentages. And if you're honest, you'll find some some failings. And you'll probably find some successes. I would say so. Because we're all trying to journey and grow further into depth in his kingdom. Right. I don't want to guilt people into, well, because I think about sex. They're, they're saying this is an idol. That's not no. at all what we're saying here. Um, but, it, I mean, it's a valid question that, that Tim brings up. And um, it's worth us, you know, looking at where does this stand in, where in does this my hit, life? Where does this hit for you? Yeah. On where would you rank it? Be honest. And then take the next logical steps. Right. So Pam, our sponsor today is a company that's near and dear to our hearts. Yes, they are. HelloFresh, because they've been in our home for many, many months now. Mm -hmm. And they've taken a lot of the burden and angst that would come around mealtime. More specifically, what are we going to eat? And variety being on display mm-hmm. in the Allen household. They've taken that and made it so easy because HelloFresh provides everything we need right at our doorstep. They've opened up your palate. <laughs> they really have. And what's so much fun is we do this all together as we're creating the meals. Yeah. Uh, because it comes in, it's all pre-measured. It's exactly what you need. You get to pick from an are usually around 14 different recipes mm-hmm. each week. You pick and select which ones you want mm-hmm. that fit. You can add some add-ons like some garlic bread or some extra protein mm-hmm. or some desserts, even if you want to, to make it even easier. Yep. But what the fun thing is, is way it's come out in our household is lots of, oftentimes the party has already begun when you are walking in because the cooking is starting. Kids may be involved. Yeah, you guys are already chopping up veggies and whatever. You come join in. And then we have a meal together as a family. And then every single meal, we rate them. We do. As a family. And only one for each of the kids has rated below like a seven. And oh that was gosh. just because they didn't like the, the actual entree, not the taste of it. It was so good. They just didn't like what it was we, we chose that week. Because they're kids. <laughs> Most of them are like all nines and tens. Right. So HelloFresh is convenient. It's contact-free delivery right to your door. The recipes are easy to follow. They give you pictures to guide you all along the way. They take the stress out of everything you need to do each and every week to feed your family. And they're flexible. They, you can customize it, like we mentioned. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences. You can skip a week, which we've had to do mm-hmm. several different times with our schedules. And with HelloFresh, we are proud to have them as a regular sponsor right now. So go to HelloFresh.com forward slash SMR14 and use the code SMR14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Wow, that's a deal. In case you missed it, that's HelloFresh.com slash SMR14, the number 14, and use our code SMR14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. So here's an email from a new listener. 
and they love the episode so far. So my fiance and I are getting married in a few months, and this has been a great resource as we prepare for marriage and sex. Lately, we've been talking through options for birth control since we want to wait to have kids for a few years. Good, smart choice in our, my opinion, but that's just, mm-hmm. that's my own bias. Um, I tried the pill and my side effects outweighed the benefits. Now I'm scared to try other methods as the wedding day gets closer because of weight gain, acne, etc. My fiance has reassured me that he will be fine using condoms, but I wonder if we'll eventually want the freedom to not use them. I've also looked into natural family planning and it seems to leave too much up to chance. We're both virgins, so this is new territory for us. Do you have any advice, resources, or past episodes that can shed some light on this topic? So I don't have any past episodes, but we got this one. Is she saying that the side effects were weight gain and For the pill. For the pill. Okay. And so I think that's made her wonder because a lot of the different things out there have hormone components to it. Mm -hmm. So there's an element of risk that the, the, the side effects, yeah, I don't know if I want to go down that route. Yeah, well. Which is logical. Yeah. But then I think it's also important to talk to the doctor about, okay, I've got experience with this, whatever the specific pill was, Uh what other options do I have to at least educate yourself in that way? IUDs. Absolutely. Some people have an ethical dilemma with that. I get that. It's an option if you don't have an ethical dilemma for it. And some of them have hormones, uh, hormone components associated with it too. Okay. So that could have a little bit of a side effect. But what I'm hearing is he's saying he's going to be fine with the use of condoms. She wants the more freedom, which is she, but it's the whole, she wants the freedom for him. A valid question. Because that's, that's the dilemma of, it sounds like she sees it as I'm interpreting this is going to be a bigger issue for him. And I don't want it for him to be an issue when he's saying I'm fine baby well that deserves some clarification then and she needs to make sure she's understanding why she might have an issue with the condom then right right <laughs> right she's maybe well, projecting her own issue but and there's also that element of and I'm guilty of this of going into marriage think thinking sex is just going to spontaneously happen a lot and so therefore the disruption of a condom, while it can be a disruption, you can also incorporate it into the, the component of sex. Sure. And it doesn't seem all, uh, it's not romanticized, you know, fumbling around, hold on, wait. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> but, but there's an element of that's part of what sex lives are, mm-hmm. is there's the things that happen that nobody talks about except for maybe here on our show. <laughs> right. Of what really is going on behind closed doors that... There just needs to be a better conversation between them, it sounds like, on, okay, what does not having one, what kind of freedom does that really provide? Because ultimately, the goal sounds like we just want to delay the, op- the uh, do what we can to avoid pregnancy for a while, mm-hmm. while we're new, new at this. Right. Perfect. But you can look into different things, because there's also female diaphragms. Right. There's also, you know, a... a Man, there's too many to even list that's come out that you can that you can incorporate and ask, but it's just the concept of get on the same page by having that dialogue of here's what this means to me. Honey, mm-hmm. what does it mean to you? And if he's saying, I got no problem with it, well then trust that and see how it actually plays out rather than borrowing the trouble that could be a projection of what may not even be a problem. That's a good point. 
point, the meanings behind it um, are a big deal. You got your expectations going into this marriage about what sex will be, what your perception is of what you've, um, what you know about condoms and how sex unfolds with that. And so there are a lot of meetings attached behind mm-hmm. that. Definitely. I would definitely talk with the doc about all these different options though. Cause on some of the there's, medical there's more than pharmaceutical things that are yeah. out there. Absolutely. But the other thing I want to add just as an addendum to this is yes, Penal vaginal intercourse has a definite place in marriage, and there's a value that is placed on it. But it's not the only way to have incorporate incorporate really fun sexual encounters with each other. And so, if you wanted to for sure not get pregnant, <laughs> you could do other things. You can if you wanting to be spontaneous. And I'm just talking about if you want to be spontaneous and you don't have a condom on you. Oh, gotcha. There's oh, gotcha. other things you can do to just like, well, let's try it out this way. Right. You know, and I'm not even talking the pull-out method even. I'm just talking about just all oral or manual or something, anything like that, just to have some fun to recognize my sex life is far more than just a penis and entering a vagina. Right. It is. When you're first um, starting out, if they've, you know, if they're coming into this as virgins, never had sex before, um, why did I have to be redundant there? Like, people don't know what virgin means. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We're both stumbling all over. I got URLs going in my head. I'm immediately thinking of uh, how apprehensive I would have been Mm -hmm. early on um, because sex was intended to be penal vaginal. And I was, I was, and you don't know what you don't know know about other things, all that other stuff. So, those, um, you know, kudos for listening and, um, letting, helping, letting the show help you realize there can be other things other ways and it can be super fun other ways too just expand the way you interpret the meanings of what you can do and see where that gets you then just take the steps accordingly to help you stay stay in track with some of the goals you're hoping for so here's another one from in the newlywed category okay Uh, hey we've been married for four months and we both saved ourselves for marriage I expected him to be all sex all the time because he's a guy and that's what I'm taught. But we legit have sex two times a month, even though I tell him we should have it more. We've tried to set schedules and I ask him to enforce it because I'm beginning to feel rejected. However, I'm also like, is something wrong with my husband? This is just not what I thought being a newlywed was like. Do you think something's wrong with him or are we, and are we having enough sex? So I can't speak to, is something wrong with him? No idea. But I can speak to, the shine has worn off of what you thought, what you think married sex is going to be right off the bat. Right. Because there is this world-proposed view that men are just raring to go all the time, anytime, can't ever get enough, it's insatiable. Right. And this sounds like a situation where the female may be the higher desire. Absolutely. And... And it also can be the point of like, he put a lot of stock in it too, and it didn't live up to it, or he realized now that we can, it's not all I thought, you know, there's a or lot maybe of rework. maybe he's feeling the pressure. There's a lot of rework everybody has to do once you actually attain the possibilities of sex if you've saved yourself for marriage. Mm-hmm. So I'm hearing it as, I don't know if anything's wrong with him. Does he respond? 
Is he into right. it the times you have right. sex? He, does he get an erection? But I hear the yeah. dilemma being the a, t- a pretty typical one that can happen of she sees it as we need to have more, but she wants him to enforce her desire. Because she said, we schedule it, but I'm expecting him. He needs to enforce it because I'm beginning to feel rejected. Ah, gotcha. Right? I gotcha. Now I hear it. But reality is, honey, you already are rejected in the way you're framing this. It's already felt. Right. So what's more in line with what you want? Yeah, if you're the higher desire, you're going to have to be ready to you enforce that sex Right. I say this to a lot of higher desire spouses in the sense that you read your spouse, they're not interested, so therefore you don't bring it up and you feel rejected. Well, you already were feeling rejected anyway, because you already know the dynamic. Right. This is a, this is layered on with, but this isn't what it's supposed to be so early in our marriage, when in reality, yeah, it is. Some people have this experience mm-hmm. because they realize, I think I know what it would be, but when the shine wears off or the new, or I actually experience it, I realize... It didn't live up to what I thought it was going to be. And so therefore I got to re- recalibrate to see what do I do about it? Or I got to recalibrate because it brought up saying anxieties I was really scared of. I mean, there's a... That's totally what I hear is uh, it's early on. They're, they're both virgins and you don't realize how anxious this makes you and how to deal with it. And it trying to work through it's one thing to work through anxieties but to work through them while i'm naked with somebody else right that's the vulnerability is right. is so intense um that that's what brings around the beauty when you do figure out how to deal with that anxiety it can right. get well, there's, better there there are deeper things that could be going on and it takes uh, a little bit longer conversations to find these things. Mm-hmm. But there's elements of stuff that can happen where we've, we've talked about over the years with SMR of how for a woman to have sex, there's a vulnerability of opening up, mm-hmm. right? Which is a real vulnerable stance. And some women have real reticence to do that. And they, they, has to, they gotta be conscious of the environment. And then more importantly, they gotta start to embrace themselves better. Mm-hmm. Of like, look at my power. Look at look at what I'm capable of. Look at my sexuality in all its glory. Well, this isn't talked about a lot, but there are some men um, that an erection to them is middle school, especially if it's exposed and seen. Okay, like standing at the na- at the end of the bed naked with a full on erection. Yeah, is a vulnerable stance for some. In some, it's like, hey, look at me, and it's a power and it's a prowess and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. But to some, it is truly a I'm not sure about this power. And there's a little embarrassment because if you go back to middle school, those suckers always happen at the most inopportune time. Sure. And so therefore you're hiding it. And it's and sometimes that's just is carried right on forward into life. And that's what gets revealed when you get into these intimate moments. But it's not talked about because a husband coming to a wife early on in his marriage saying, You scare me. I'm kinda I'm kinda nervous. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, that's not a an endearing from the thought process initially, mm-hmm. but in reality, that could be what's going on. And I don't know for sure, but I'm just saying this more as a blanket statement, right. not for right. this couple, but it's just kind of recognizing there's a lot going on. And yeah. so when you're asking yourself her last question, are we having enough sex? According to her? No. Right. She wants more. What about him? 
Valid have you question. asked him flat out, what would be your target goal? Right. Of If you could set it up optimally, what would be the optimal level? And at least then you know what you're working with. And then you can take better steps forward to see if you got a collaboration towards this or not. Because things are going to be exposed in both of you. Her, I don't want to feel rejected. Him, I don't know if I can keep up. I don't know if I'm satisfying you. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of other things that can come along too. Because yeah. I hear this from guys on the other end of the spectrum. That a woman wakes up one day her sexuality and she's raring to go every day. And he's like, I just can't keep up with that. Right, right. But typically, if you're later on, you have a little more with you to go, I don't necessarily have to have a hard-on to make it always a good experience for her. Mm-hmm. I'm still capable of more. And those mm-hmm. are things we have to learn in the trenches, pun intended. Right. Well, in case you missed um, the extended content today, for those of you that are listening to the regular version only, um, we solved the dilemma of that dynamic of higher desire, lower desire, right in the last few minutes of the extended content today. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> but it was a fun way to at least explore something else going on deeper. Yeah. Which in all the emails and the voicemail from today, there's there's always something else going on deeper. Yes, there is. Than just what we put on the surface of physical actions and sex. Yeah. Because we are more sophisticated as human beings. And so that's what we want to do here at Sexy Marriage Radio. So if you're new, we're so glad you found us. And buckle up, sit back, pour yourself something to drink, and enjoy the ride. Because <laughs> it's going to be a fun one. That's what we got a lot. We still got to come through and, and deal with and, and address, I'm mm-hmm. sure, in the years, in months, and weeks to come. So, well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. If we left something undone, let us know 214 702 9565 feedback at sexymarriageradio.com so we'll see you next time